what's up, guys, and welcome to the Movie Newbie Podcast. I'm your host, Jabril Sahami, the newbie, and I'm joined by... Rafael Luca, actor, clown, thespian, and a pure cinephile. Oliver Mangum, writer, producer, and fellow film lover. So yeah, enjoy the show. Yo, what's up, guys, and welcome back to the Movie Newbie. I'm your host, Jabril, and as usual, I'm joined by the two hosts, Ollie and Raf, and... We've got two special guests today. Yes. So, I think Rafa, you should take it away for this one. I mean, absolutely. But I'll I'll give I'll give the voices to them. But we're very excited and we're thrilled to um, have you guys on board. This is Joseph and Alia, and it's just been amazing that that you guys wanted to come on board. Um, and you know, just to give you a bit of a plug as well. So, Alia is an executive producer and host of On Sugar Coated and an award-winning novelist who um, wrote books such as Jugend and tough love and joseph is a film entertainment attorney and executive producer who's done notable films like the card counter to the bone and skylines i mean the list goes on for these guys there we're it's we're so thrilled to have you so please say hello hello from los angeles how are you hello hello everyone very one great pleasure to be here and we're good to kick off your show for 2022 excited oh yeah, oh, yeah. That's that's exciting. New new year, new us, and we're in a studio as well, and we're all together, um, and time. we've got these incredible guests. So this is really like my heart's pumping, my palms are sweaty, mom spaghetti. So we're <laughs> we're ready to do this, guys. Um, and today, so we wanted to talk about the. We didn't really know what to kind of come up with when I was talking to you, Alia. We were like, okay, what kind of movies do you like, and what kind of you know theme can we construct together? And I think we narrowed it down to kind of action-y and we thought James Cameron, you know, the man, the legend, the myth, you know, the one responsible for really pioneering cinema um, to what it is now. Um, and the first movie we're going to talk about is Aliens. Stone Cold classic. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. 1985 Aliens. So you guys, what did you first think when you watched it? I mean, well, like you know, as as we were talking a bit earlier with you guys, you know, we 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 went back and rewatched it last night, and one of the first things that like really caught my eye is just, you know, knowing that was the you know that was eighty six, and mm -hmm. and it was like the the special effects, and like it like you go back and compare it to some of the other movies in there, and they're like. So super cheesy and these like especially the alien like the alien you know like looked really really solid and could hold you know could probably hold up in in, in today's world and you know as well with and you know they didn't have all that cgi they didn't have everything that they all the tricks and trades that they had you know it really was a you know a raw form of 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 pushing that technology into into film you know and that's one mm -hmm. thing i've always enjoyed about james cameron's films in general the way he infuses technology like a lot of other directors and you know and and don't get me wrong sometimes there's the, the film purists that will push against that but mm -hmm. I, I i like it i think it bring it, it brings an excitement enhancement uh to films you know and it can it doesn't it doesn't need to be in every film don't get me wrong it can ruin a film sometimes just as much yeah. but um you know obviously he's a, a master of that and and so that was uh that was the thing just the the, the tech you know how it could stand in that um this digital cgi world that we see a lot now 
so myself. Yeah. I thought like character wise, I loved it. I loved how there is, you know, some people complain about the the long, the slow pacing at the very beginning. And it's funny mm-hmm. because actually right now I'm working on an action script and he's like, if you don't have action within the first nine pages of the script, you know, <laughs> so here we are looking at a movie for like the first hour is not really, it's, there's no action in yeah, it. You know, you're just yeah those characters and you're getting to learn but like it's been pointed out by others before me of course what's amazing is that when there is the action when it does you're you mean you're definitely ready and loaded for it and it hits so hard that now it hits harder right like these people now and things happen you're like um you know but it was interesting watching it from like a purposeful eye of like how it's aged and stuff like that but i mean overall just watching the character development and stuff i was like this is and sigourney weaver like you know how well she did and how at the same token, she she made her this badass part of. I hope I can say that word. No, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You can swear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, you can use all the four letter words if you want. Right, okay, good. Oh, all of them now. Good, good. <laughs> um, so, and then yet she's like this motherly figure to this yeah. young. So it's just it, it, I I love how there's this role of kind of taking both of those and putting them together. So that was cool. One hundred percent. I so as a newbie, uh, this is the first time that I ever watched the movie. I actually watched it like six hours ago. I <laughs> uh, got off the plane, took a little nap, and then um, watched the movie. And literally, the exact two things that you that you spoke about is what my first impressions of the movie were. Um, for me, the special effects and particularly the lighting used in the movie is just insane. Like mm. I thought that it really set the tone that it was not on earth and it was something like out in outer space and it it gave me uh it kind of reminded me of um in star wars the star wars six where like darth vader throws um the the what's his name uh, uh sith lord the sith lord yeah the yeah. emperor like off of the thing and, like, all the, yeah. yeah with all the lightning and uh and everything oh and then, yeah 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 yeah, uh, yeah. Back and, and then what you said alia about the pacing it really brought me back to watching Jaws because Jaws was very similar where it was kind of very slow in the beginning for an hour and then all of a sudden it's like this edge of the seat kind of like action and just like I was like oh my gosh what's happening so no, this, um, this is good. I really liked it. Uh, yeah, this is great because um, Jaws is a movie that we reviewed. It was like one of our first movies that I we reviewed. Yeah, six movies. So he's, enough, he's learning. This is good. Yes, yeah. yes, it's correct. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like all the all those points are what you know makes Aliens just this 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 stellar movie that that truly stood the test of time. To this day, we're still talking about it. To this day, it still has a cultural impact and a cinematic footprint, which is just. Incredible. I mean, James Cameron took what already was, uh, you know, a sci-fi masterpiece. I mean, for me, at least, what was a sci-fi masterpiece. Mm. And, you know, maybe I do prefer Ridley Scott's Alien, but this one is like... What a sequel to to make, um, and 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 to, to, to for it to be bold, and you know the courage to 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 take it to that next level. Because you know where Alien is like atmospheric and slow and tension and horror, this one is guns blazing towards the second act, and he really goes all out until like you know the climax of like literally a kaiju fight between Sigourney Reaver <laughs> and the Queen, and I mean there is no there's no holding back. James Cameron knows how to push that envelope and make it its own film it doesn't have to be oh this is a part of a franchise or this is a part of the previous movie no it really was its own beast 
Um, and yeah, it, t- it totally made Sigourney into this, you know, action hero icon that I, mm-hmm. to this day, still like, you know, praise and, and look upon. And also the first... Um, I think she was the first actress to get nominated for an Oscar for an action role. Was she nominated is, for this film? Yeah, oh, she was. No yeah, which That's is cool. just stunning. Yeah. Did not know that. When we see her, we're going to mention this podcast and this. Oh, oh, oh my god! Oh, your mind's blown. Oh. <laughs> don't don't even doubt it, Joseph. Joseph, won't I tell her? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, give her. Our, send her our, our undying our, love. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! I think I could cry right now. Um, <laughs> I'll just, I'll just add, I'll just quickly give my thoughts yes, before we yes, uh, before open we up in. for a larger conversation. But yeah, I hadn't seen this film in years. I think it'd been over a decade since I last saw it. I think I watched it in 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 class when I was in school, actually, at a film class. But um, uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love this film. I think it really holds up, and I think it's because its secret source is that it's a terrific synthesis of two genres horror which was in the original film and action because as ever, people have spoken about this before i'm not the first one to point this out but the original film from ridley scott leaned more into the horror and then mm-hmm. james cameron just brings action into it but he 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 really sustains both those genres so well and synthesizes them so you mm-hmm. do have moments in the in the story in the film that are out and out terrifying but then you also have this stellar action which has made it one of the most iconic action films of all time. Mm-hmm. So I, I yeah, I, I loved it through and through. I thought the opening hour, like you said, is a masterclass in building suspense and then unleashing hell. And I think it also works really well on a character mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. Like this, a film like this doesn't need to have a strong character arc. It doesn't need to explore themes like motherhood, yet it does and it does it so well. So yeah, absolutely loved it. Yeah, no, 100%. I love how you say that too, because wait, I just got to touch on one thing you said. I think because of Alien, I was nervous because I'm not like, you know, if you're not a person who's, I'm a, I'm a huge empath. Horror is hard for me because I get like, I physically feel it. Like yeah, when that yeah. stopped, I'm like, oh my God, my neck hurts. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, so, so because of that, I, I think I was nervous to see aliens to knowing that it's carrying on this, you know, like you said, this, uh, this franchise, but you're so right. It didn't feel that way. It felt like a true action. It didn't feel gritty. It didn't feel, oh my gosh, now I'm going to have nightmares. It was, it was really just a, an amazing film. So I just wanted to say that, that was a, that was a big point for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it it still manages to to retain these horror elements whilst yeah, like infusing action into it. Um, which is, yeah, I mean, James Cameron, none other. And he was really like the animosity that was presented for him when he made this film because, you know, he was taking over Ridley Scott and Ridley Scott had been uh, filming this in Pinewood Studios with a British crew. um, And suddenly this American director, young, you know, who had done maybe one film, I think he had done- Terminator. But but I don't don't think it was released yet or I don't think there was anything. Mm. I don't think people knew much about Terminator back then. Um, So he comes on board and suddenly he's like helming this you know huge film alien and you know the british crew were pretty standoffish uh, towards him so it was a very mm. there's a lot of friction during the production side of this film and also like the pre-production so all the way up to leading to the release it was just a very um yeah very friction bounded kind of uh filmmaking process for james cameron and yet he he managed to you know turn the screws and say no i'm making the film i want to make i really you know respect and 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 applause his his command at like steering this 
kind of scary ship, you know, not just in terms of the alien, but yeah, also I'm, in terms of its production. I mean, I'm looking like so in, to, in terms of horror, I was pretty I'm like on the edge of my sea watching it. And when they first arrive on that exo moon and oh. they go into what is it called? Hadley's Hope, the the colony. Yeah. And you just know what's about to happen. But they're walking through those corridors seeing that and that whole infrastructure has been taken over by this mm -hmm. alien organism it's sort of like their insides are all mm. over the wall it's become a nest it's and and yet it does it, it holds it for about a good 20 minutes and it and it works so well yeah. oh god i mean like every moment i was just like okay when when somebody he did uh just blending those two genres mm. was you know, and like you said, and, and see, I, I, I didn't I didn't quite realize that about the tension. So, mm. it, no, uh, that was between him and, and now, you know, now it makes sense, you know, mm. because especially where, where Ridley Scott was in his career and mm. what how he had built the first one, you know, and and, mm. and and this is kind of a taking it in a, you know, in a very different direction. And like and knowing that there because like, yeah, I know how, you know on set how much you know tension if there's mm. tension there and it's to be able to deliver that that's even more well, like, uh, james cameron is uh his famously quite a difficult person on set or he's certainly forceful as a director i mean he's he was i believe it was a, i don't know if this is true or not if this is just urban myth mm, but to the great he, was, he was apparently on the set of titanic poisoned by um one of his own crew members because they disliked him so much or they were so and and he described filmmaking as going to war every time so that gives you a, a little insight into his style as a director i mean i'm sure you guys have been around directors who have a different approach to that well, yeah paul schrader you know has a pretty heavy reputation and joseph just got done with the card counter which obama named as one of his top movies of 2021 i named as one of my favorite films on our on one of our last episodes yeah, yeah, you i did. love that film yeah. but sorry go on yeah, yeah, so Paul Schrader is. is a difficult one. Yeah, you know? he, he commands a presence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's a tough one. He's a tough one. Even at the but, film festival, yeah. even at Venice, when we went to the premiere, the, one of the actresses and EPs of the film, God bless her soul, she was like, I'm so nervous to ask him for a picture. I'm like, really? Like, your goodness, um, girl, go over there and ask uh, a man for a picture. <laughs> um, but I was intrigued. Uh, we were talking about um we're talking about the movie a little bit before we started recording um and you were saying that there was bits of the movie that you weren't so excited to see and i was just wondering what those things were um because you know it is an 80s movie and there are things that maybe didn't age as well mm. or maybe um just going like personally for me whenever i hear about a movie from the 80s or the 70s i'm like oh, okay i have to like put myself Brace yourself into this like position to watch this movie mm. and i was just curious to see or to hear what you guys thought well there was one thing that actually she pointed out uh, pointed out to me that i didn't realize that definitely is you know isn't a testament to how how you know hopefully it is changing and how hollywood is needing to change but there was one character the sanchez character mm. it's actually a white person Right. Yeah. Yeah. Va Vasquez. Oh, Vasquez. Yeah, Vasquez. Vasquez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vasquez. 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 Yes. It's a white person. And yeah. I, I thought, man, that's just one of those sore spots in Hollywood, you know, that, that yeah. was so abused for over the years that, 
you know, hopefully is uh, mistakes of, of the past that have been learned and won't, you know, because it's like, it was totally, you know, it's like, let's be real. It's totally unnecessary. You could have got some, like, uh, don't get, don't get, yeah, don't get me wrong. You couldn't find someone who is, you know, really Hispanic yes. at least to, to play that character the same way. It's not like, you know, you just need, you know, she, mm-hmm. sure she was a, in, in the film quite a bit, but it was just a, you know, short, simple one-liners, brute, walking around, badass brute yeah. force. Yeah. 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 The woman did a great job. No, no, you know, it's no foul on her. I know that she was just at that time trying to make her living, but it's like, you know, it's just, yeah, one of those things that, that you didn't age well. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Despite criticism, a criticism before, but yeah, that true diversity, how mm-hmm. back in the 80s, they were just still trying to conjure it or create mm-hmm. it, curate it. Whereas mm-hmm. now you do have more of a sense of accountability on like, no, you will not be spray painting, you know, somebody you shouldn't be, you should actually be giving that to somebody yeah. to represent um, the, the true culture yeah. of what they are, you know, and bring those yeah. true cultural elements to that character. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that that I'm just sorry if you're not from that culture and haven't lived that culture, you truly mm-hmm. can't bring it. I so. mean, the devil's advocate is that is acting, right? That's true. Absolutely. Because, you know, those are those things that people hit on now. You know, cancel culture is a real thing and, yeah. and people pay attention to those things. So that's really where I think, you know, you see a little bit of. And, and there was definitely the, the condescending to women, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there yeah. was. That <laughs> That still hasn't. But it was. But it was. It, yeah. Well. Yeah. Where she were. Where she was. A. Uh, you, you mentioned that the Paul characters where he, he, she, and um, he called her uh, young youngster. Or she, yeah. He kept calling her kiddo. Kiddo. But like if, you know, he kept calling her kiddo. Like that's so condescending. But yeah. I will say it did. Uh, I was sorry. It did help. I felt it did help with her character in the sense that. That no, she was like, whatever. I'll just like, I'll, I'll bitch yeah. something, man. Yeah. It, it enforced it enforced the story around. Around. and and it did really bring out even more badass because you're like, look, you're not gonna man me, and and like, no, I'll you know, and it was pointing out, yeah, it was just I do think that did help her character in certain ways, well, especially wanting to die um, when if, if he did right, like. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think you're referring to the um character played by Paul Reiser. Is it Dr. No, sorry, Carter Burke. Carter Burke. Is that his name? Yeah. Right. Well, I think he's an, an excellent sort of secondary villain. I guess a, a secondary to the aliens themselves. Yeah. But he I, I think he he that character was just such a great personification of sort of the banality of evil in the corporate lens, like in that he just cared about mm-hmm. one thing, yeah. one thing only. Mm-hmm. The bottom line, yeah, exactly, about impressing his bosses back at um back on Earth and how I love the performance of that actor because he's not what you'd expect to play like a he doesn't look like a typical <clears throat> unfeeling business stooge. He's like this young guy who's reading his lines very casually, Paul Reiser from Diner. Mm-hmm. And yet he just has, you, there's no there's no emotion behind his eyes, really, behind any of it. He just doesn't have any feeling towards any of these other characters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and it just comes out so casually over mm-hmm. time. I just, I really, it was a really atypical mm-hmm. villainous performance, I thought. Absolutely, absolutely. I think, and I think 
what it does best is is again that introduction of like the the one hour before we really get into the action is setting up that character i you know when i first watched this movie i remember the first 10 20 minutes i like this character i was like he's gonna do good this guy yeah. this guy's here for for the well-being of these people this is this is all gonna be all right and then suddenly the clock's turning and then suddenly you're you know you he reveals his true yeah. colors and you're like oh no this guy's a scumbag he's a piece of shit and um they're in trouble yeah. uh but at least yeah. You know, Sigourney Weaver knows how to, you know, how to uh, unclog that mess and mm-hmm. how to, you know, not be manipulated by, by the the corporation that seems to um, be really the evil presence, you know, the human evil presence. Um, yeah. Because yeah. if we're gonna get down to the nitty gritty stuff, um, you know, I I, I think this aliens paints a lot of beautiful themes like you know there's a theme theme of motherhood, this theme of feminism, there's theme of war and trauma. And this war, this, this 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 theme of war and trauma is is really what brings this corporation um, to 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 really tackle on um, these this alien and then and, and these this species. And it has kind of this uh, allegory or metaphor to the Vietnam War, which is such a beautiful mm. Um, mm. kind of way of presenting it. Of like these, you know. Let's let's say these superior weapons, superior uh, soldiers with technology that is you know advanced, which is ineffective in a hostile local environment that they can't quite mm-hmm. comprehend. Wow, um, I didn't even think of that. I didn't even know about. Yeah, that. and it wow. was and it was around that time as well. So I think James Cameron wanted to put a little spin to that. And how, you know, miserable their attempt to really control. I think one of the lines that um, one of the sergeants says uh, is um, smooth and by the numbers, guys, except it goes anywhere, (laughs) anywhere but smooth and by the numbers. Because one of my favorite scenes is when suddenly they realize they are in a nest and suddenly everything goes awry. Everything goes wrong and suddenly you're getting friendly fire, you're getting people burning, you're getting aliens picking them off one by one and Sigourney Weaver saying, get your men out of there. And yet, you know, (laughs) the the lack of control, the lack of leadership is just, yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of what happened with the Vietnam War, just a total total mess boobah well, isn't that what they would have wait, said yeah. you said it was around that time what that when it was developed because in 86 wasn't what around. was like developed like it took eight years i think it took like six or seven years to develop and i guess i guess maybe i mean again i'm not from that time period or from that part of the world but i imagine it wasn't until the late 70s and the 80s that people were really reckoning oh. with the long-term mm. after effects of yeah, the vietnam yeah. war i suppose mm-hmm. particularly with um soldiers suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder which you alluded to raf i think one of the great uh one of the great shadings to the character of um ripley in this film is that she's still suffering ptsd from the effects of the first film i mean you you see her having those nightmare uh suffering Mm -hmm. from those nightmares at the beginning of the film and she's terrified of those creatures Mm -hmm. but you know somehow still finds herself back in the in the battle as it were Mm. and there's that's amazing I never knew that connection. I just have to say this really quick. Mm. My stepfather was a Vietnam veteran. That's why I was like, oh, I'm very oh, familiar wow. with the Vietnam War because my stepfather, like we couldn't even put, you couldn't light a match in our house because sulfur is what the napalm smelled like. Mm. You oh, couldn't, my if my stepdad was laying on the couch and he was sleeping, which by the way, one of his favorite things to do was watch James T- Terminator, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, 
watched all that stuff. And I, and he, you didn't wake him up from a sound sleep. He might like chop your neck off just out of reflex from being in the bush in Vietnam. So when you just said that right now, it very much clicked. You're so right. And even the relation, like how, I mean, look, James Cameron in general, like even Avatar, people think it's just, you know, the I see you is just, I see you a great con. No, it's coming from Toltec. It's coming from our history. It's coming from folklore. And what are the lessons that we can learn and how can we actually create you know stories that do show the reality of like how you know what you just said about the war and how in their own territory they were up against something they didn't understand i mean that's just exactly what it was was kind Mm. of but i also think too like you said about paul riser that this is also just like don't look up the recent movie that came out like it really climate change I mean, this is that like we we have so many things we can lose control of and it would be very dangerous and bad for our society. And yet, you know, corporate greed just keeps yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah, hey, what else yeah. do you do? And what else, you know, as long yeah. as it benefits us. Yeah. Money makes the yeah, money makes the world go around. Uh, and on, burn. And, <laughs> and burn. Yeah, as uh, as terrifying as that is. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. So I was I just wanted to talk about like how James Cameron actually uses a lot of these themes in throughout his movies. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. From from not only so like uh I think in the last moment of the movie where um she she's in that like big mechanized like thing with the claws exosuit, like, exosuit, exosuit yeah. and like that just reminds me of the ending of Avatar which is like pretty oh, much yeah. the same exact scene. Mm. And like, <laughs> especially with like even the duality of the 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 feminine um, like motherly energy. Yeah. Well, he's a, he's like, always been a big champion of female yeah. action heroes, which is like Sarah Connor. Yeah, and absolutely. Her and, yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, I, what what I really Titanic is Titanic, another great example exactly. of. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to bring attention to like the duality between um, the alien protecting her kids, like yes. the mother alien. Oh yeah, and uh, Ripley and Ripley, Ripley protecting yeah, Ripley mutes. protecting mm. mutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just like. If you if you just watch the movie from the other perspective, it's almost the same movie because like they're like, who are these people coming true, and like, true. attacking my children? You know, mm. so I really enjoyed that aspect, and I like the fact that it continues on into the movies that he's going into like in the future. Yeah, like, if, yeah. Well, like, like you could say this. you could say that in addition to the military industrial complex, mm-hmm. that um, he's commenting on colonialism to an extent because mm. this is about this human species is trying to colonize or terraform these mm-hmm. moons and end up upsetting this alien life form in the process and and shit goes south and the same and and isn't that also sort of what threaded into avatar too yeah like yeah, avatars yeah. again yeah. about a human corporation a human-led corporation that is trying to mine another planet for their resources and um are suffering consequences as a result. Yeah, yeah. So it's a common it's a common theme of uh, for for James Cameron to introduce real human elements in fantastical sci-fi films, which is amazing, right? Because it brings an audience forward in entertaining value with popcorn value with action value, but then it presents um, uh, a really uh, an in- intellectual and human um, you know mask you know or or a core I'd say a heart and a soul to it. Which so so it's not just you're not just witnessing i mean sure you can see true lies and maybe that's more of an action you know trope but then you see films like this aliens and you give it a rewatch you watch it multiple times and there's so much to unearth there's so much more that you can like bite your you know sink your teeth into which is which that that's what makes a true masterpiece is the fact that it's 
it's it's rewatchability. It's it, it, it's it's moment to 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 really dig in and see. Oh, what did I learn from it this year? What did I learn from it next year? And and and, and so on and so forth. Well, it's really cool, you know, and and what he did a great job of. And and you know, there's there's many films like it, but it it does give you those things to think about. But at the same time, it's not like all up in your face. No, you know, that's no, where, no. That's where you can you know, where sometimes people do miss the mark is they do put it too much in your face. So mm-hmm. you're, you, you alienate an audience or it's, you know, from the get go. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, uh, but, uh, but, you know, he did a great job of that. And, and just in general, you know, that's, 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 that's something of what a great filmmaker can do is yeah. they can get their message across subtly enough and entertain you at the whole time. Even if you, maybe you don't want to hear the message, maybe, right. Maybe you just do want to just be, you know, see like some explosions, see some popcorn and see some shit blow up. But <laughs> if you really think about it and, uh, you know, it, it's it's great when it, you can do that in a very subtle, entertaining way. Because at the end, if someone really likes the entertainment, they'll come back and then they will pick up on those subtleties. And maybe it may well help them think a little bit or they'll just keep eating popcorn. Yeah. But, <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know, because you and I say this only because I think maybe you guys will enjoy this question. Like how hard of, I, it's on the topic, but Joseph puts projects together and films together. And I would imagine that finding the right director has to be a challenge. Like, how do you know when you have the right director for a project? Oh, man. Do you guys mind that question? No, please, please, please. I mean, there's, there's, you know, when it really comes down to it, there's so many elements involved to truly making that decision because yet that is the person that, you know, obviously we all know is really going to helm the ship and, and really create it at the end of the day, because uh, so what is it, what is it, what are you really looking for? I mean, it, it all, dep- I mean, one is the passion in the story, especially if they didn't write it, mm-hmm. right? That's what you've got to, and then, and then two, quite honestly, it's your past perform. You know, you're going back and looking. What have you done, and how? Or and not even if it's been successful or not, but how have you interacted with people, and how have mm-hmm. you treated people along the way? That's the biggest thing that I look to find out because, like, like, and and and, and not to necessarily say that you know, like, look, don't get me wrong. Some of the best directors, like like the one we're talking about, are very <laughs> much hard asses to work with, mm-hmm. but. Um, they if if you know and it's just a little bit different in independent film compared to a big studio film like this i will say you know on the ways you're going but but in in general it does come down to a lot of the passion behind it and past performance and then if you are if you are someone who is just you know even i have worked with plenty of first-time directors Hmm. so what does it it's just are you being smart about your approach mm-hmm. you know are you being realistic you can't mm-hmm. go and try to do a james cameron type of film nine times out of ten unless you've done a little something before that you yeah, know and, yeah. and so just work and be humble you know and yeah, and yeah. that's some of the characteristics that you really want to look for as well is it, it is the person you know mm-hmm. uh and uh, along with the talent so mm-hmm. yeah 
Mm. So, so is it, you, you mentioned with directors who are not first time directors, you're looking at how their reputation for how well they've treated their crews or how well they've played with other people. So is that you relying upon a sort of a whisper network as it were behind the scenes and yeah. in Hollywood and outside of, you know, you, you, you come into contact with people who've worked with them before or know someone who does and you yeah. can find out from them, like, were they nice to their crew? Were they respectful? I mean, look, IMDb, you know, that's where yeah. a lot of, our, you know, it's like, yeah. even if, you know, yeah, a lot of times it's like, I, I've known people that work with them or this and that, you know, that I can, I can kind of go behind the scenes and re- do some digging. But it, it's like, it, at times when I haven't known as much about a person, I will go on IMDb looking. There's somebody, if you, you work in here, like you can connect with and, and kind of find out, you know, that's a, it's a powerful tool up there to learn if you, if you don't know as many people or this and that, you know, where you can, mm-hmm. you know, cause you'll know somebody and, or, you know, just a lot of people will give you information that, you know, if you're nice enough in the way you approach it, if you're, you're trying to find something out because it's like, it is a small community and you want to reward those that are good to work with. So, mm-hmm. and, and make sure that, Everybody is aware of the bad seats. So yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That's that's an important the way you treat people. Um, absolutely, there's probably less and less James Camerons out there um, these days, you know, because I think that that's also a thing of the past of, you know, coming in with your, you know, with your with your brunt in your hot head and and demanding. You well, know, I just think yeah, it's it's harder to keep under wraps what goes on on a yeah. uh, on a set, especially yeah. since the um yeah. the Me Too movement. Although not that we're suggesting that James Cameron was a no, 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 no. Had, in, but, <laughs> Well, had indulged in any of that kind of behavior, but you know, I think just the yelling and screaming that went on in the eighties and nineties mm-hmm. mentality. You know, there was a lot of rule with the iron fist, and if you don't, you know, the louder you yell and scream, it's more like okay, let's pacify this person. Mm-hmm. To where now it's like get the hell out of the room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was it was the coke fueled era. You know, at the end of the yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Now we're too relaxed. <laughs> No, now it's mushrooms. I've never taken out um, of that. Okay, that's, that's, that's what we were talking about yesterday. So anyway, it's not really. Uh, um, so I think we should get to some questions. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Since, why not? Since we've been having a bunch of great conversations about just like every all, everything, every almost. aspect yeah. of like from from the from the movie itself to the background, and I think maybe some of these questions would be good. Yeah, and I yeah. Think, what was it? The best performance. What yeah. So we yeah. First question is best performance. So over to you guys on i mean you know we could we could all unanimously you can answer, say you can answer separately you don't have to answer as a duo if you yeah if you, you, you might no, i'm doing mine separately i already know mine all right, all right. Yeah. Let's kick yeah. us off. we're in a bad way man takes it away with like his ultra I mean, for a Marine, he was one sugar-covered cookie. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I was just dying. So anyways, yeah, that's my vote. Oh, he's <laughs> so sugar-coated. Yeah. Uh, a lot of improvised line as well. I actually have his the, the name of his character. Is it like Hol- Holston? Holston? Yeah, Holston. Holston. Yeah. So you're talking about Bill Paxton, right? Bill Paxton. Yeah. Bill Paxton. Sorry, what did I Paxton. say? Oh, no, no, no. I, I just wasn't sure if I picked up on what you said there. But I just wanted to make sure that <laughs> I thought I said him. No, no, the, I mean, you may just well have, but um, I just wanted to make sure that we repeated that for the audience so they knew who we're yeah. talking about. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, iconic. You mean my impression wasn't enough? <laughs> oh, I felt like I was there. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I felt like I was watching it again. You're hired. Like, yeah. You're hired. You're in. We need you for the next one. Uh, no, I, I'd have to go. 
I mean, like, look, you could easily go with Sigourney, you know, mm, no yeah, doubt. Guilty, but, guilty. but I mean, oh, out, outside of that, it was Paul. It was Paul Reich's, you know, the oh, way right. Paul mm-hmm. Reiser's character, the way, like, and, and you touched on it earlier, that he went from like, oh, okay, and then, like, it's slowly revealed. Yeah, he yeah, did a good yeah. job of, like, keeping it cool for that time and then, like, letting his true colors show. And then, yeah, at the end, you're just like, oh, my goodness, I can't wait until this one gets, you know, everybody, yeah. else, you know, especially the little girl. Uh, but yeah. you're like, okay, can somebody get him finally? I mean, yeah, can we just give a moment to, like, what a, what, I mean, there are there are evil characters, and then there's the absolute like, you know, diabolical yeah. plan he has, which is to which makes my stomach turn just thinking about it. Which is that he wants uh, Sigourney and Newt to be impregnated by those yeah. aliens, so he can smuggle them past quarantine into Earth. That's fine. And they extract the specimen from their bodies. I mean, that is that absolutely is, that is repulsive. I mean, not like, even the queen xenomorph would do such a horrible, yeah, horrible. She would just eat you. That's it. She yeah, would, yeah, would, yeah, yeah, right? right. <laughs> Make this thing come out of your body. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That is, yeah, truly horrific. Oh, wow. um, yeah. Yeah. But see, maybe that's the writer in me, but I got to admit, I was sus- he was a suspect on my list fundamentally. When she said, okay, the minute, you know, as from a writer perspective, the minute you tell somebody not to do something in a script, yeah. that person's going to do it. So yeah. like, honestly, we won't be yada, yada. And he's like, I promise. Which, by the way, oh, that was funny, the scene when they're on the thing that joseph was like what what year is this again 86 and when they were looking at each other it was like the the facetime of their yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> little did they know that this would be a revelation <laughs> right right <laughs> uh, so, now your turn yeah i'm gonna go with mine i so i'm a really really big star trek fan and i really like the next generation and uh, data was a huge thing for me. So for me, my favorite performance was the uh, cyborg uh, bishop, oh, uh, yeah. android. Yeah, um, I really loved his performance. I thought it was a different take on what like an android kind of person would be. Because mm. we we um, are doing Blade Runner as well. So like just seeing all these points of views, and I, I just love this character. Like mm. the way he performed. Like I don't know. It was just so believable mm. especially when he got cut in half and he was like uh, <laughs> walking around yeah. and like saving mute saving mute i was like whoa like that's that's crazy yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. i really love that yeah so uh, for me it was lance lance Her- henrickson yes um, yeah, yeah. i loved his performance i thought it was really cool saved the day a little bit here and there so, for sure yeah. yeah and he didn't turn out to be bad because exactly. you know the previous one so James Cameron again subverting our expectation of like Mm. is this android going to be evil no it's good it did good all the way through and you're thinking okay maybe now no maybe now no (laughs) (laughs) that's where I was I was like oh no you're you're still you're like he's still good because they kept putting him in positions where he's for their for their survival yeah yeah and and the fact that Sigourney yeah Ripley did not trust you know this android one then because of the yeah trauma that she had from the previous one um ollie what's who, what was your favorite uh well okay yeah i i mean jabriel kind of stomped on my choice there too Damn no, no 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 offense Sorry. i get it no no it's all right there there were tons of other um actors i could have gone with but i ended up going with yeah lance Hen- henrickson or Herrickson henrickson, henrickson. Yeah. as bishop just because i mean everything you said jabriel mm-hmm. i just think it was well, see, he has a beautiful face, and I don't—I yeah. don't mean conventionally handsome. He just has 
a really interesting face to look at on screen. And I thought his his take on the android or, or the cyborg character mm-hmm. was really interesting. And I think he laid a lot of the groundwork for what I guess Michael Fassbender would be mm-hmm. doing in the sequels or, or yeah, prequels in Prometheus, uh, yeah. in Prometheus and and beyond that. Alien so, Covenant, yeah. Yeah, and I just didn't. Also, I wasn't aware of him. He wasn't on my radar. So I, I like discovering. Well, I was about to say new talent. This is old. Talent. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was, he was great. Fresh new talent yeah. <laughs> from 1985. Um, Six. <laughs> Six. <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, yeah, all these choices are just fab. And I love that we have um, selected, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one from across the board. I'm just going to go with the one, the only. I'm just going to go with Sigourney because, uh, my goodness, I mean, come on. Can you get any better than that? Badass. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, she, for me, was the first true action female icon. You know, she stole the she stole the show in almost every scene. I mean, she got that Oscar nomination, which was unprecedented at the time for an action movie star to get something, uh, to get an Oscar nom for an action film. She took that credit. Um, I think she carries the film with authority, but also with um, immense vulnerability, you know, mm. that she, she, there's that side to her that's ultimate badass, but with feelings. So you're not just getting like your Rambo, you're not getting a Rambelinet, you know, you're getting, you're getting, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, I just made the name. Um, you're getting, you're getting someone with true vulnerability, uh, feelings, you know, a mother that uh, protects her child with new, you're getting a, a wonderful backstory and you're getting incredible nuance and subtlety but also when it comes to like turning it up a notch and being ultimately badass she does that too and we get both sides of the coin from where alien she is kind of in survivor mode but in aliens she is just this absolute protective like protective um you know yeah just badass female action hero and i i really loved um what she did with the role and i also love what james cameron kind of introduced and catapulted weaver into stardom with with this role mm-hmm. all right so Next yeah. question. Next question is favorite, dun, dun, dun. Scene. favorite scene. Yeah. What are our favorite moments from aliens over yeah. to you guys again to kick us off? Oh gosh. Okay. So favorite scene. That one's a little bit of a tougher one for or, me. Or just the moment. It doesn't have to be an entire scene. Yeah. 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 It can be the moment for me. I mean, was the end the fight scene. I yeah. will say like, I love everything. I don't, I wanted. Yeah. I, I think that that for me, just the way that, that, like you said, you have a woman who's stepping mm. up something that's big, that's scary, and like you know, and she's doing it to protect the young child as well, mm. which I think is very cool. And so that scene, like you know, that made me, you know, guess, and then we don't even say this, like you love it because then you think, oh, okay, it's all good, right? But anyway, go ahead. Oh, oh, oh. I'm like, my favorite man there was a couple of them but uh there's yeah there's I, a lot of moments out there yeah yeah yeah, yeah you know i mean I, I mean i really like that that moment where they're like running because i thought it, you know they did it and then when her uh sigourney and newt are running and then all of a sudden they look up and they're in the nest and they're oh, like, yeah. oh, oh damn and then you're like you're kind of like that. But then I also thought it was like, I thought it was a cool moment, you know, g- getting back to the motherly bit in that, within that scene of when they kind of have that look at each other 
And then she's like, I'm about to burn all these if you don't tell your your yeah, your boys back yeah. off, you know? Yep. And then she yep. kind of gives that nod and then they kind of fade back. And then, you know, even though she's still like, all right, now I'm going to blast you. And, you know, like, you so much hell. I don't care now. You're right. You're fine. Yeah, now she's on a revenge mission. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna piggyback on you with that one. That, I, I, that was my favorite moment yeah. as well. That was yeah. like the, it was just like, when I when when it first happened, I was like, "Whoa, why why is she, why is she walking so slowly all of a sudden?" Yeah, yeah. And then they like zoom out. Why is everything in slow like, motion? Yeah, and yeah. you got uh, James James Horner's incredible score. I thought was really really oh, good. Yeah, yeah. That just amplifies all the tension in yeah. those moments. Yeah, percent, hundred percent. What about you? I I want to go with. Um, I think I mentioned it uh, briefly before, but the moment when um, they first discover the xenomorphs. So you see Bill Paxton reading all the red dots in the camera, and suddenly you see you have Sigourney Weaver saying, "Get your men out of there!" And everything just goes awry. Everything goes just kabunk. And I don't even know what kabunk means. Um, <laughs> it's accurate though. Yeah, yeah, seems seems to fit the bill. Hey, you see it in the comic book, kabunk. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, because that's that's really when the movie pivots, and suddenly you are in an aliens movie. You are. This is it. This is where the action truly begins, and this is where they pick them off one by one. And suddenly you're thinking, oh, these marines that are legit have just been taken down one by one easily, and they've also taken themselves out. So like they're against an unprecedented enemy here. Yeah, this was my moment. Um, my favorite scene, and I can't believe we haven't mentioned it yet, but would be the um, when they're in that when they first get into the colony, into the aliens' lair, and they discover that um, that soldier, that female soldier, oh, or yeah, the colonist who it's because I'm oh, so I'm a bit of a yeah. body horror fan, or I it, it gets under my skin. I like scenes that when it's done effectively, and that scene where she's being used as like a host for mm. the alien parasite, oh. and her body's sort of like merged into the wall and then she just comes alive and she just says kill me and then all yeah. hell breaks loose after that like yeah. that just i mean it, it got under my skin it made me yeah. churn a little bit but also i thought it was really effective so mm. yeah that'd be my favorite scene. oh and then it was in the first time that the it's the first time where an alien comes out of the sky, yeah you right? got the the um is it the face hugger or the something face hugger, or yeah. the, the chest burster the chest burster <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right so all right so what's aged the best guys what's what has aged the best in this film i think we're going to be all in agreement with this one but um <laughs> you guys go first i mean i've yeah it was what i kind of touched on very 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 early it's it, the alien you know like yeah. i i think just that alien you know like it could still work into the yeah. you know today's today's you know world of cgi yeah and, yeah. and you know and a good, good i mean just take it yeah that that would be it um yeah yeah in the idea of like strong feminine lead characters yeah absolutely absolutely definitely like just for me the the special effects in general yeah like uh for me well not just special effects but i really enjoyed the lighting Mm. i thought the lighting was beautiful in this film and it really set the scene and the tone for the movie because Mm. it really felt alien yeah. Like, yeah. 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 No, the, uh, it, yeah with the special so. effects, like I don't, I don't, I haven't watched a behind the scenes documentary about this or anything, but there were, you know, that one scene where the drop ship crashes there mm-hmm. on the surface of the moon mm-hmm. and that's like mm-hmm. their escape plan. Yeah, ruined. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I, yeah. I, I thought it was incredible the way they shot that. Cause I don't know if they used miniatures, like a combination of miniatures and some early version of green screen, but it looked oh, like man. they were actually all in the same place together. And mm. it, it looked like it was real practical effects. Yeah. It was really well done, I thought. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's for me, that's what H's best is, is the practicality of it, the practical effects, because, you know, they, it's so, 
so few movies do that anymore where you're getting the practicality and you're getting something tangible. Like here, it's something tangible. It's something that is, it, that was made, um, that was practical, that, that, that felt, that feels real. Uh, and it so translates, uh, cinematically. Whereas, you know, you're getting something with his later film, like Avatar, it's, it's, it, I, for me, it takes me away. It doesn't immerse me as much, but it takes me away. Mm. Whereas this really brings me on board. It really like immerses me because it's, it's, yeah, it's something that you, you know that you can almost feel and touch mm. um yeah the set design on it and all was just so like yeah. especially for that time like yeah, you really, like you said it felt real it felt authentic same, you know? same art director as blade runner actually yeah wow. indeed yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and and for the alien um the the creator hr um giger i think his name is um the designer who did alien, the alien creature was not involved in this one so most of it was the concept of um stan winston and the alien queen itself was purely designed by james cameron wow oh, very cool wow. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, yeah, there's a lot that went into that, I think. But yeah, so what's the next question? <sighs> All right. Age the worst. Age the worst, which is, I mean, for me, I'm just going to like jump ship and say nothing. <laughs> I, I, didn't know, I honestly didn't know what to pick. So I'm just going to be out of here and say. I'll, I'll just quickly say like the only two black people in the film died in the first battle yeah. sequence, yeah. like including the uh, the sergeant the or whatever. Sergeant. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I think just the... <laughs> the POC characters or the global majority or um, whatever the term is right at the moment. But um, I think the the representation was a bit lacking, lacking a bit stereotypical. Um, I don't think that it would have worked nowadays, especially Mm. with the Vasquez character. But at the end of the day, like, especially the female empowerment of this movie kind of just it overshadows all of that, in my opinion. But mm. if we're talking about what age is the worst, it would be the representation in the, um, in the, the, the in the squad, yeah, yeah, in the in the, the, in the squad, Marines, yeah, in the Marines. Which, if, which uh, funny enough, when you when you say the sergeants, uh, one of the sergeants that died, I think Al Matthews is uh, was one of his name, mm-hmm. um, the 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 leader, the the sergeant yeah, himself. Perfect. He was an actual. Um, uh, Marine in in the Vietnam War. Oh, he wow. he was the first Black Marine to be promoted to sergeant in the in the in the field in the in the Vietnam War. And then he dies like that quickly. And then he dies that quickly. Uh, shameless, shameless. Yeah, I'm gonna echo that as far as the the Sanchez. But you know, it's it's interesting. Even though, and I was the one who pointed that out, of course. But again, I always play devil's advocate. I mean, I remember in film in a thespian age, you know, men were playing women and stuff. You know, it is, it is part of the history of cinema and theater. But, uh, you know, into your point uh, that the fact that it was so female empowerment with, you know, little hinges of, you know, the masculine energy, mm-hmm. her, her underwear, you know, when these scenes, yeah. like, okay, well, yeah. you know, that's whatever. But, but like you said, I think the overall what it did and, um, and really, really what it was representing, like, you know, I think that that ages really well. And mm-hmm. especially if you understand kind of the subliminal meaning behind it, I think it still holds true. Mm-hmm. Especially for that. the 80s, I think yeah. it's great. Like, yeah. I think for the 80s, it was a good, like... It was a good step forward. forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, at that time, though, too, like, I just can't help but think Star Wars, you had all these really major, yeah. you know, those productions were pretty intense back mm-hmm. then, and you probably had a lot of internal competition going on, so, yeah. Luke, yeah. so you know, George Lucas and those films and, and Skywalker Ranch, all things happening out there, I mean, I'm sure there was pressure to really, like, compete. Oh, yeah, oh, 100%. 
yeah. it was not an easy decade for for movies to like go out and and you know show their titles and be like watch me watch me yeah, right especially like, free someone... cgi <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> uh, all right so uh, unless joseph did you have a, anything to say oh just on a more lighter note you know the one thing that looked really cheesy to me just yeah, that cool. was okay when they're in the when her and, and newt first arrive in there and the with the the sack where the eggs were contained in i don't know that was just a, that was not a good re- that was i was just Weird yeah. little thing. I was just like, all right, that, that didn't that part he missed that because it reminded me of the, the columns that ET were in. I was just like, okay, they just arranged oh, something. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, was, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, just on a lighter note, that was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even thought about it. Right, that's that 80s cheese right there, but yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, now all right. Roll. Yeah, drum roll. Last question. It's a mystery question. And this one is what is your favorite female action hero? Of all, we're talking like any movie, any movie. any, any cinematic feature, any TV as well. We'll go into TV. Well, technically, I can. Only, I, I'm going to be facetious for a moment and say oh, the one please. that I'm writing right now. But, Ooh, yes. Love it. Uh, yes. A little peek behind the but, curtain. Um, it just because of you know de- definitely a female representation of you know, but I, I, I of of this, but in a different way. Okay, so mm. so I would have to say female right now. I mean, look, I, I love, I love Gal Gadot. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wonder yeah. Woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will. I was about to say Scarlett Johansson because I love her too. <laughs> <laughs> really, like just in general, like Red Notice was amazing. I like just I, I like her style. I like what you know. I, I don't know. I guess I just resonate yeah. with her. <laughs> no, she's, yeah, she's amazing. She's uh, really, really terrific, and what she brought on board with Wonder Woman is just yeah, mm-hmm. truly, truly fabulous for for everyone that you know wanted Wonder Woman to really have finally her own you know her mm-hmm. own movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, right. She did kill it. Yeah, she yeah. she did. Personally, yeah, and then yeah, I I gotta go with who she was about to say, Scarlet. Scarlet, yeah. Uh, Black, so Scarlet as Black Widow or just Scarlet as just, the act, the, the performer, the act. Yeah, honestly, the performer too, because well, they, I, I mean, I will say there's other movies of hers that are like, yeah, but but yeah, just I I just I like I love her as, as Black Widow, mm. you know, and and, and just because she represents that, like t- you know, like at the end of the day, she really. I mean, she kind of, well, she got injected with something, right? So she kind of has super, but it's like, you know, she really relies on just the Bruce strength and resiliency. So I, I kind of like, like, like that part of, of, of the character as far as Black Widow and just her in general. Yeah, she's a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. kind of the more, yeah, the more human character mm-hmm. of, of the Marvel yeah. franchise. I have yeah. a hall pass for Scarlett Johansson. Let's just put it out there. So, you may not know this, but Scarlett actually is a huge fan of our podcast. I mean, she writes in <laughs> yeah, after yeah. every episode. So it's good. <laughs> This is a good platform for you to get that out there. <laughs> All right, so yeah. uh, we wish, we, we wish, we wish. wish. Uh, what about you guys? Please, Ollie. Uh, sure. Um, I could, I mean, when you uh, when I heard this, I uh, love options came to mind, but I'm just gonna go with just because the sequel came out recently, mm. uh, Trinity from the Matrix films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think I love Carrie Ann Moss. I mean, she kind of stole my heart as a young man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, that's a little bit, maybe a little TMI, but um, 
uh, and that uh, that uh, oh god, that that sort of suspended in the air kick oh, she does yeah. in the first film, that motorcycle she rides, and mm-hmm. yeah. I just love her as a performer, Carrie Ann Moss too. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Trinity. Oh, <laughs> amazing! Yeah, I love Trinity. Trinity. Um, that was my Keanu Reeves impression. Um, I will go with Furiosa. Uh, I will go Charlize Theron in, in Mad Max Fury Road Furiosa she just brought a real element of desert badass just mm. like you know taking the take taking stealing the show from Tom Hardy as well Tom Hardy you know is brought in to play this male male lead um, and and suddenly you're getting Furiosa and I'm like look you know look no further I this is this is who I'm watching for the rest of the movie this mm-hmm. is who I believe this is who will you know who will carry this franchise Furiosa she's just so Ugh, this, yeah, there's no other way. I'm just gonna say badass. Yeah, she's yeah. just so badass, just a desert badass. She was badass in the, you know, speaking of Charlize, in that that recent Netflix movie too. Um, goodness, I'm blanking on the name. The Guard. No. Yes, The Guard. Yeah. The Guard. Yeah. 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 I, haven't, I haven't actually seen, but I haven't I seen that. Uh, another one you have to see, okay. which is Charlize Theron kicking ass, is uh, Atomic Blonde. Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like oh, just on a daily basis. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. daily. For me, it's a toss-up. Honestly, Uh, I'm a huge Marvel nerd, so Okoye from Black Panther, who is like the head of like the Royal Guard for. Yeah, Yeah. she's a bad. Is her character the one that says like "Get away from me, colonizer" in the movie? Yeah, Yeah. she has like a huge staff, and then like all the female characters in Marvel. Like I'm getting goosebumps from that. Endgame, when all the female characters come up and they're like, "Yeah, what's up? Like, we gonna kill you?" Yeah, um, those are cool. That was cool. And I, I also love Elastigirl from um, The Incredibles. From The Incredibles. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Elastigirl. Elastigirl. So I can't really choose between the two, but those are my favorite. Oh, female, great choices. Like, heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I'm gonna go back to that word, gadonk. She does. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 well, that's, gonna, right. that's gonna become like a meme in I our, think that's, that's, in our that's canon a, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, become yeah. A meme. on the on that kadonk note um i just want to say thank you for for coming on the show it's Honestly. been a real pleasure yeah. uh, to have both of you it's it's been amazing i i'm kind of speechless this yeah. is such a great yeah. conversation um and kind of like just n- not it's not the same, you know, like it's, uh, yeah, it was yeah. like very good mm. in a different kind of way. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You brought a distinct flavor to this exactly, podcast that yeah. we needed. So yeah. Some, thank you so much. Nice. I really yeah. love it. Yeah. No. So thank you very much. Thank you for being here. And and we love to, and we love to, to have you back. Um, and, you know, uh, we hope that you, you, you know, you, you, you go out there in your respective fields and you just, you know, you, you, you become badasses yourselves, action badasses. And I hope on, on sugar coated is, um, still doing well. And we'll plug it into that. We'll plug it in yeah. right now. Um, and yeah, thank you so much, Ali and Joseph. It's truly been an honor and a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having us, you know, for people out there, for your audience, definitely stay tuned with my husband, Joseph. He had the card counter that recently yes. came out. Another film called Jane. He has another one, Assassin's Club, coming out with yeah, Henry Golding. Yeah, speaking of action. action. Yes. Oh, great. Yeah, please, yeah if, 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 any are com- if you have any dates that you want to mention or any, or just sort of stay tuned. Look, like what well, Yeah, things? well, stay tuned would be Call Jane and Assassin Club. You know, right. Assassin Club has Henry Golding, Numi Rapaz, oh. Sam. 
talk about uh, badasses, Numi Rapace. Yeah, yeah, Numi yeah. Rapace. Girl with the dragon tattoo, man. And, she... and in a and in an alien uh, sequel, uh, prequel, uh, Prometheus. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 tying it all back. Tying it all back. back. There we go. <laughs> we, we actually were in Italy for the filming of that film in Torino. This really crazy 15th century oh, estate. It was really amazing. So oh, yes, yeah, so yeah. stay tuned with Joseph and then myself on projects we do. Unsugarcoated with Alia. Unsugarcoated Media is a nonprofit 501c3 that seeks to create uh, impact, social impact through storytelling. So any support you guys give us, we appreciate. And just thank you guys for having us. Yeah, it's thank really you, man. Fun. It was really cool. It was really cool. And it gave me a good reason to go watch Aliens again. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> Let's do it again soon. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guys. Take care. Thanks for that. Bye-bye. Bye now.